You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash Zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash Zabe. With baseball in full swing and the NBA playoffs off to a hot start, you can make each and every series matter by having a little bit of something-something in the game with MyBookie.ag. Regardless of whether you're betting favorites or underdogs, player prop bets, or just looking to make some cash, MyBookie gives you tons of options to make all your favorite matches a hell of a lot more exciting. And if you're looking to bet for the first time but don't know what to bet on, we're here to help point you in the right direction. For example, say you see an NBA series in which the team that had been favored is suddenly down 0-1. But you know they're the better team. You know they're going to come back. But suddenly, the series price is a whole lot more attractive now that they're down 0-1. Well, go to mybookie.ag, fire in on that one, and make some sweet coin if it comes home. And if it doesn't, guess what? There's more NBA playoffs to come and football after that. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up now, and use promo code ZABE to get your first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Let them know we sent you. Use our promo code ZABE to get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Today on the ZABEcast, something's been gnawing at me, and I'm going to get it off my chest. So bear with me today, then I'll feel a whole lot better. Andy Poland joins me. We recall the glorious June night three years ago when the Caps won the Stanley Cup, plus NBA playoff talk and how Dan Snyder is now paying Richmond to go there for a week. Your uncensored bonus dose of pure me is locked and loaded, so buckle the hell up and let's go. Tuesday, June 8, 2021. Thank you for downloading the Bucks and Nets Game 2. A must win, in my opinion, was too late for this edition of the newspaper or Zabecast, and therefore you'll have to tune in to 97.3 The Game in Milwaukee on Tuesday morning or on the iHeartRadio app, wherever you are, to listen to my analysis and discussion of that game. Remember, the Zabecast is a supplement It's not everything that's going on in the world of sports and beyond. It's sort of a hodgepodge of things. Part confessional, part personal life updates, part musings, part, I don't know. It's just a little bit of everything. And I like it. And you guys like it. So let's keep doing it. Let's get right to it, shall we? Naomi Osaka. I got to come back to this because it's been bothering me. It's been gnawing at me. thought about this more and more. And the urge in me to label her an FTG, fuck that gal, for the whole press conference stunt 
at the French Open was tempting. But then I thought, you know what? I'm not mad at her. She did what she thought she could get away with. She had the backing of her corporate sponsors who pay her an insane amount of money, $50 million per year without even hitting a single fuzzy yellow ball. She thought she would have the sympathies of the tennis media, which she kind of did. And she figured being a woman, being a woman of color, and invoking what she thought was the bulletproof vest of mental health was going to let her just walk right through any criticism of, yeah, I'm not talking to you fools about the French Open and clay courts and the fact I struggle on clay. Nah, you know what? Fuck that. No quotes for you. Her initial stance was very haughty, saying, oh, they think they could just make athletes talk. I just got to laugh. Mental health. Ridiculous. Like I said, she makes $50 million approximately off the court every year. I went back and researched Yvonne Gulagong. Not that she was the end-all, be-all of tennis players, but late 60s, early 70s. I just remember that funny name. Uh, Australian, Yvonne Gulagong. She was a huge stone-cold winner in the sport back in the day. Won like 68 tournaments, made $1.3 million. You divide that out, that's about sixteen grand per win. I mean, <laughs> Naomi Osaka makes more money taking a dump than Yvonne Gulligan won in her career. And again, I'm not trying to be mad at Osaka, but the whole thing about, ah, oh, I'm too, I'm mental health, I got to protect myself. It was the biggest bunch of bullshit ever. And again, I'm not going to try to be mad at her. I'm just mad at the system. Uh, you know, don't hate the player, hate the game, right? Isn't that what Stuart Scott told us, which I think was a rap lyric from somebody else? I hate that sports have gotten this big. Part of me wants to burn it all to the ground, which would include my career, the house that I built on the backs of me, uh, on, on, the, on the back of me jabbering into a microphone. But still, it's too big. These sports used to be games. And the athletes were way closer to us, the average American fan, average fan around the world than they are now. They're so untethered, not just financially from our reality, because Ivan Gulagong made a nice living as a pro tennis player back in the day. I don't know how many majors she won, but it was a good handful at a bunch of other tournaments. But it was only about 2 to maybe 10x the average worker's salary. Now, nowadays, it's 40, 50, 60x. And you could say, well, free market. Yeah, I thought you were a capitalist, Zabe. Oh, I know. They, they're getting it because somebody wants to pay it. I just hate that the machinery has gotten so big, that the system has gotten so big, because it has really made the games hard to fucking like. It's made the sports fan in me and a lot of people just die. A little bit every day and every week and every month with every incident that happens along the way. Talking to the press is now too difficult for some of the best players in the from, from the best tennis player in the world. Why? Because she struggles on clay. Whoopity do fucking da. Do you know how many players, men, women, different sports have been hounded by the same question? 
inartfully posed by media members through the years about their failings. Why can't you beat so-and-so? How come you're no good here? Do you think you choked again? And on and on and on. It was part of the deal. And Osaka just tried to run through it, and she would have gotten away with it if it weren't for those meddling kids, as the saying goes in uh, Scooby-Doo. She would have gotten away with it except for, shockingly, the French Open officials found a spine. And they said, no, no, no. They said, no, no, no. You want to... They, they went Mr. Chow jumping out of the trunk of the car, buck naked, grabbing a crowbar and wailing on her, saying, you want to fuck on me? You want to fuck on me? They said, fine, we'll fine you. If you don't respond to that, we'll kick you out of the tournament. And so they did. Good for them. You know, the French have a, a bit of a reputation to overcome when it comes to being spineless, but I got to give them, give them credit for this. That's the only thing that really stopped it. And then the media danced around like, ah. Why is it a big deal? It's tennis, a sport I don't even talk about, don't even follow. Why do I care? I care because it is further indication of the overall rot and just how bad things are in terms of entitlement and delusion and how soft. That's the other thing I can't stand. So soft. It's mental health. The fuck it is. She didn't like questions about being bad on clay. Whoopity do. Answer them and move on. Own the moment. That's what athletes have done for decades now. But it was too much. Tried to run a power play. Didn't quite get away with it. May not be done. May, may loop back another time for it, but it just makes me, the phrase that kept coming back into my head was, burn it down. Burn it all down. All right, one more thing real quick before we get to Andy. This was a hell of a story, and... I got to say the police officers involved should get some kind of a medal for it. But there was, I think in Florida, of course it's Florida, a tense standoff between police who arrived to a residence and a 12-year-old girl and like a 14-year-old boy inside the house with guns, including like an AR-14 shooting out at the cops. And they somehow managed to hide behind trees, wait them out, dodge some stray bullets, and work their tactical team, and they resolved the situation without hurting anybody. That is amazing. In fact, one of the police body cams showed, and you could hear him say it, please don't make me do this, don't make me do this, meaning please don't make me shoot you. That is, I'm sure, Almost every cop's nightmare where they know they've got somebody who's disturbed, who's emotional, who is in a wrong state of mind, and the last thing they want to do is shoot them. But imagine that being on a call as a police officer. Yeah, there's a 12-year-old and a 14-year-old with with guns, and they're firing out uh, Pacino style. So good luck. Uh, Try to bring them under under control. Uh, You know, you don't want to shoot a 12-year-old. I mean, it would look bad, even if they are firing out at you. Kudos to those officers. I hope they get a special commendation. All right, let's talk to a man who's older and grumpier than I am. That's impossible. Actually, Andy is a bit more understanding. Andy is a bit more go with the river. Go with the flow, Andy. I need to channel some of that because I'm a bit agitated tonight. Andy Poland, everybody. Oh, yeah. There we go. 
Hello, Andy Pollan. How are you? How are you today? In all your days of watching and commenting on sports, did you ever think you'd see the kind of stuff we saw this week, including the Jake Paul versus Floyd Mayweather boxing exhibition? Exhibition. There's the key word. (laughs) Yeah. No refunds, no money back, no lawsuits. Full disclaimer, this was for entertainment purposes only. A YouTuber who now has a record of 0-1 as a professional (laughs) fighter, taking on the greatest winner of all time in the history of the sport. Yeah, well, you know, we've had these kind of things happen years and years ago. Yeah, like what? Well, Muhammad Ali fought uh, Aseo Aoki, who is a, uh, a wrestler. Aseo uh, uh, no, Aoki was a golfer. Now, there might have been a different – I'm going to look it up right now, who yeah. Muhammad Ali fought. Do you think it was the same name, different guy? I, I think so. I think I have that right, unless I've mixed it up with the golfer. But uh, he fought uh, Lyle Alzado at one point. Antonio in an Inoki. Oh, well, Antonio Anoki, who was, <laughs> well, that's close enough. It, a, uh, it, he was a precursor to modern, mixed, modern, modern mixed martial arts, modern mm. MMA. Mm, mm, yeah. But, okay, um, but that guy was an athlete. Okay. Like, we got YouTubers fighting the greatest fighters of all time. What right. the hell? Well, this is the state of boxing. <laughs> it's, it's. It's sad. Uh, you know, I, I love the days of the Ali Frazier trilogy. Those were great, great days, but those days are gone. What yeah. about things like Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka, which then degenerates into an online pro- marketing vehicle for Brooks Kepka to say, hey, if you heckled him, here's some free beer. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you want to see those guys fight as a golfer? Do you want that? I don't know if I want to see it or not. I think a lot of people would. Yeah. You know, this, this really reminds me of bread and circuses. I feel like we are in the end stage of a great country in which it all starts completely <laughs> flying apart. Now, maybe I'm just the old man shaking his fist at the cloud sitting on my porch, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've had crazy stuff before, um, you know, and, and one of the guys who, who used to want to do these kind of things was George Allen who wanted to sign Andre the Giant to play for the Redskins. Why you not, know? right? Yeah, he's big. He can clog the middle. Yeah, you know. I don't know. I, I think the world's getting crazier all the time. I think the sports world's getting more off its moorings all the time. And I don't know. It just kind of depresses me. I opened the podcast today uh, revisiting the uh, Naomi Osaka press conference kerfuffle. Mm-hmm. And it just pissed me off as I thought about it for a couple of days. At first, I was like, what are you going to do? Today's modern athlete. But I thought about it and thought about it. And I was like, you know what? I'm not mad at her. She did what she thought she could get away with. I'm mad at the whole system. I'd love to burn it all down, Andy. I said, go back to letting Naomi Osaka make Yvonne Gulagong uh, money back in the (laughs) 70s. Because she had to win 68 times worldwide for like 1.3 million or about 16 grand per win. And this chick makes more from a Nike shoot in one day. It's absurd. Q. Helen Reddy and Billie Jean King going after the prize money that she thought the women deserved. And they would talk to anybody in front of any camera. And what actually turned out to be the biggest help for the women 
was this crazy publicity stunt when she played Bobby Riggs. Well, that was kind of crazy. How come we haven't had any gender-bending sort of challenges as of late? You uh, would you would think in this day and age. Yeah, but but also we might have the, the politically incorrect police out on you. Remember, Bobby Riggs was able to promote this by being the male chauvinist pig. I don't know if you can do that now. Will the people let you get away with that? I don't know. I don't know. I thought at one point, didn't Serena Williams, wasn't there some, you know, word on the street that maybe she could fight, Ma- or not fight, she could f- play McEnroe? And yeah, there was some talk about Serena actually say, I'd get killed by McEnroe even in his 50s? I think she did. And, and, and then there was also some discussion of how they would change the court around that, you know, she would be able to use the doubles alleys if she wanted to, and he couldn't, I think. But yeah, it never got off the ground. Yeah. By the way, I, I said Jake Paul. Uh, it was Logan Paul. Logan I can't Paul. keep. I can't keep him straight. It's just. It's. It's one YouTuber after another. But the whole talking to the press thing. This has been a part of sports and a part of life for a long time. It's about being accountable. You don't get to hide from people under the mantra of "Oh, my mental health." Get out of here with that nonsense. We have such a soft, entitled sports generation that is richer than ever that wants to do less for that money than ever and doesn't give two shits about the fans. I'm telling you, Andy, burn it down. Burn all that shit down. Well, I, I would I would look at it this way. If she doesn't want to talk to the press, okay. The people I have problems with are all the people who have jumped on top and then started attacking the press for being mean to her. Uh, no, she, she made a decision that she didn't want to do this. But it, but it wasn't because people went after her. That wasn't that wasn't anything that I saw. Did did you notice anybody no. attacking her in the press? No, they no, no they they pretty much fawned over her. Somebody went back and looked at all of her press conference transcripts to try to find one even tart exchange and couldn't. No. And that's the thing. The modern sports media is a bunch of laying dog pussies out there that don't want to stir shit up. That are just trying to keep you know their access you know intact. It's pathetic. It's just fucking pathetic. The whole thing, Andy, the generation that your <laughs> professionals blazed, your generation, you ought to be pissed off. Well, uh, you know, you talk to, to old-time journalists like Tom Libero, and he'll talk to you about the line. He says, forget the line. The line's not there anymore. You know, it's... <laughs> it's, it's you mean what line? The line you of know. you can't cross this line because it'd be considered unethical? Yeah, the, the journalism line. Oh, know, the, got it, got you it, know, got it, got it, yeah. Uh, you, you, can't, you can't take that free meal. You can't have that free jacket. Nah, right. go right. ahead. Everybody can. Right. Yeah. Uh, happy three years ago today, the Capitals won the Stanley Cup. Game five win in Vegas against the Golden Knights. I was lucky enough, lucky enough to be there for that. It was a hell of a lot of fun. Where were you on this night three nights ago when the Capitals won the Stanley Cup? Oh, about five steps from where I am right now uh, <laughs> watching. You weren't downtown in the streets, Andy, no, with I'm, all the youngsters uh, drinking, watching bed, cheering? <laughs> watching in bed, uh, enjoying it. But, it, I mean, it was great. It was it was fabulous. And it was 40 years to the day after the Bullets won their championship. No way. Recall. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 In 1978. Where were you for that? 78, it would have been 10. Mm-hmm. I don't remember seeing them when I might have stayed up late to see it. Was that was in Seattle, right? Correct. And it was a West Coast. They won on the road, right? They did. I ha- I did see. I went to the Cap Center 
My mom got tickets at the old Hecht Company department uh-huh. store right. in the basement where Ticketron. Ticket, Ticketron, yes, Ticketron, the precursor to Ticketmaster, which was literally run out of a closet uh-huh. in between the menswear aisles. You, get, you had a hard time finding it. She yeah. got tickets there for game, I want to say five, which was the uh-huh. last game of the Eastern Finals. Game five or game seven, it was the clinching game against George Gervin, the Iceman, and the San Antonio Spurs. That was the semis? Okay. Yeah. They beat Philly in the Eastern Finals okay. to get to Seattle. All right, so I was at the the game, the the, the series clincher against George Gervin and mm-hmm. the Spurs, who were in the East at the time, go figure. And that was the last I remember of it. So, yeah, the Bullets won it in, 90, in 78. Were you excited by this year's, quote, run – in the playoffs by but, the Wizards. No, no. <laughs> they won a game. Okay. They won a game and, and that was nice. And Russell Westbrook was exciting for a while, but they weren't going to beat Philadelphia. That, that wasn't going to happen. You know, I mean, there, all this talk of, oh, they're so dangerous for all these teams. No, they got on a big sprint when a lot of people had things locked up or they were tanking for the draft picks and, uh, and, and they got it together, but they're not, a great team. Now, Tommy Shepard has made some good moves. There's no question about right. it. But but if they're going to win with this backcourt, they got to get somebody in there like now and, and somebody who's going to be here for two years and can make them a contender. But I, I just don't see it. Are they as good as, as maybe even Boston, and which had a no, bad year? No. no? And, and a lot of the measure of good NBA teams actually lies beyond the two or maybe three superstars you have. It's not very fashionable, but the best teams have other dudes who can come in and shoot threes, get dunks, make steals, and you're like, oh, these guys don't totally suck. They're in there, and they're balling out. I think the the Wizards supporting cast is exceptionally weak. Yeah. I mean, did you watch the uh, clinching game that the Clippers had with Dallas yesterday? Yes. Yeah. A a guy named Terrence Mann and Luke (laughs) Kennard. Yes. Your random white dookie. They combined for for – like 24 points right you know you, you gotta have those guys speaking of duke i'm glad you brought that up mike shishevsky and that awkward cringy press conference to announce this would be his last year your you thought it was Andy. awkward i i thought he was quite good uh, what about the yeah. intro to the cascada song and the and the people clapping their hands in unison over their head like it was some kind of two-bit tent revival well, look, I mean, he's been there for 40 years. Wow. He is. Andy, he, Pullen, Andy Pullen is a, is a K-apologist <laughs> here. What is wrong with you? I you, thought you, you were dipped in Maryland Terrapin blood. I, 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 I am, but you, you cannot look at what he has done and say, oh, yeah, well, he's still a jerk and he's a whining baby and, and we should hate him. No, I mean, he, he is he has run an exemplary pro- program there for a long time. Exemplary, huh? That, yeah, I think so. Are the things exemplary? That, that, Are you okay. saying it's been free of scandal, meaning they haven't caught him or they haven't prosecuted him? You're saying he uh, recruited his uh, kids with earnest walks around the campus and an emphasis on emphasis on the humanities department. Okay, but has he has he had anybody that's embarrassed the program in over forty years? Define embarrassed. Well, I mean, arrested. Um, 
you know, anything that, that has happened while they were there. Now, Rashid Suleiman, that remains clouded in mystery as to mm-hmm. why he was kicked off the team. There's there's a few things like right. that. And uh, Look, I'm not denying wanted- that Krzyzewski is the GOAT. I do think he is way more self-serving, way more douchey. He's a bully at times. How many mm-hmm. times has he tried to bully the media? Remember when he bullied that kid in the handshake line for Oregon because he didn't think he yeah. was playing the game the right way? Uh, you know, and 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 the way K would get away with bitching at referees was in, unconscionable. He should have been teed up and ejected from a million games. No other coach got away with that. Anyway, the point is, why did he announce before the season he was leaving, and why did Roy announce after? Well, one, he had his handpicked guy and Hubert Davis ready to go. Two, uh, Shashevsky is not going to do any recruiting this year. He's turning it all over to uh, to the new guy. So uh, I, I John think that Shire, was John Shire, yeah, uh, a, a Jewish kid from uh, <laughs> the, the suburbs of Chicago. There you go, ding ding, yeah. one for the tribe. By the way, do you know they actually hired a search committee. They that's did. the yes, that's the biggest waste <laughs> of money ever. You got the greatest <laughs> modern coach since Wooden. You should just yeah. go point to the guy you want, and we'll hire yeah. him. That is like the radio consultant. Those guys, that's the biggest ridiculous waste of money there possibly is. Guy comes in from another market, tells you how to run your station. Oh, yeah. And they're usually guys who have been fired from other jobs. Oh, like yeah. that's they, they get fired, they become consultants. We've yeah. seen that. You know, we have so many retirements going on these days. I'm, I'm feeling a bit dizzy. You know, Kay is gone. Roy is mm-hmm. gone. Broadcasting-wise, Marv is gone. Do yeah. we ever, you and I, talk about Marv? Finally hanging him up. I'm not sure I'll let you get your final word on on the voice of your Ute. Well, I'm not a New York guy, so uh, my You work there and live there. Yeah, but by the time I got to New York, Marv was living legend status. I mean, I was there starting in the late 80s. He'd already been doing, you know, everything in New York for close to 30 years, something like that. I mean, he, he, uh, he's had an unbelievable career. I remember his, uh, his son, Kenny hanging around the station. Nice kid, Kenny. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Kenny's done really nicely. I I, I have no, normally the nepotism drives me bonkers. In this case, he's earned it because he's really, really good. And he's humble, which is nice. Very, very, a very down to earth guy. Uh, and, and yes, has had, had tremendous success and doesn't really, you know, doesn't parade around that he's Marv's son, doesn't deny it, but but he's earned his own way and really has done a great job. But, uh, you know, a couple, of, a couple of thrills, like I was doing updates between periods in hockey games that Marv did. You know, Marv was still doing occasional Rangers games and uh, throwing it back to Marv at Madison Square Garden from the studio and hearing him say, thank you, Andy. That's great. You know, those, those things were uh, – but I, I can't say that I ever really – met him or talked to him the the only i think we did actually talk about this that the, the last time i remember seeing him in person was the day before he was arrested oh no way for, for the uh yeah, for the, the biting incident, incident and, with his gumar yeah, yeah and for vanessa perhatch oh, which uh yeah oh which boy. uh was was that but uh, no, i know but I doc think, emrick uh, retired in hockey and i mean yeah. i know kenny's doing a good job there but god do i miss him Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's you know, man. that's that's the way things that's go. The way things go, people get old yeah. and retire. When is LeBron going to retire? Uh, I think he wants to play with Bronny. How old is Bronny? Bronny has, I think, two more years of high school left. And, and then is he going to be good enough to go right to the pros? Well, here's here's the here's the draw. Let's say Bronny comes out 
and LeBron is a free agent. And if he's not, he can make himself a free agent because he's LeBron. And he says to any team in the NBA, you draft Bronny, I'll sign with you. Wow. And someone that? would, huh? Oh, yeah. No just, matter how just, bad Bronny may be, may not Bronny, be ready for the NBA. I mean, yeah. how bad could he be, right? I mean, look, in, in fairness, Giannis got his brother, Thanasis, signed yeah. to the Bucks, yeah. And he's okay, but he's just tall, basically. He's not that good. Yeah, but they wanted Giannis to resign, so they did it. <laughs> yes, they did. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about LeBron not shaking hands after a series loss? I thought that was bad. I thought, you know, I think that's bad behavior. Weak bullshit. That's, again, burn it down, Andy. I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> how do you feel about LeBron saying this after the game? I think I'm going to play for the Toon Squad this summer instead of the Olympics. Um, you know, I think that's what I'm. that's my focus on on trying to beat the Monstars or the Goon Squad, we call them now. Um, so didn't have much success versus Sun, so now I am uh, gearing my attention to the Goon Squad here in July. In Stupid fucking movie. I mean, really? But like, Jordan, how is this guy supposed to inspire you? Imagine Jordan doing this, or Barkley well, doing this, or Magic doing this. But, but imagine Jordan talking like this after he got knocked out of the playoffs with a smile on his face. <laughs> well, I'm going to be playing for well, the Monstars this and, summer. And there, there's where you find, if you wanted to find the difference between the two of them, and this is part of the reason that I always go with Jordan as the best player ever, is that LeBron has lost in championship series and other playoff series willingly. Jordan went kicking and screaming and was 6-0 and in the finals. So, yes, I, I agree. Right there, that's the difference. But I don't begrudge him okay. being able to make a movie and not play in the Olympics. He's played in the Olympics before. It's okay if he doesn't play. Okay. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With baseball in full swing and the NBA playoffs off to a hot start, you can make each and every series matter by having a little bit of something-something in the game with MyBookie.ag. Regardless of whether you're betting favorites or underdogs, player prop bets, or just looking to make some cash, MyBookie gives you tons of options to make all your favorite matches a hell of a lot more exciting. And if you're looking to bet for the first time but don't know what to bet on, we're here to help point you in the right direction. For example, say you see an NBA series in which the team that had been favored is suddenly down 0-1. But you know they're the better team. You know they're going to come back. But suddenly, the series price is a whole lot more attractive now that they're down 0-1. Well, go to mybookie.ag, 
Fire in on that one and make some sweet coin if it comes home. And if it doesn't, guess what? There's more NBA playoffs to come and football after that. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up now, and use promo code ZABE to get your first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Let them know we sent you. Use our promo code ZABE to get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie. Uh, changing gears a bit, did you see... Uh, our local colleague Danny Ruye got some serious yes. viral run for his Charles Barkley impersonation, which I frankly think is better than Caliendo's. Yeah, I, I only thing is Caliendo. I mean, Ruye may have been doing it a long time. This is the first time I've, I've seen it. I'm aware of Caliendo's, and anybody who has the impression first, and as far as I can remember, he's the first guy. I know, but I just uh, think, here, take a listen. This is Danny Ruye. He goes, afternoon drive on WJFK in D.C. This was his Barkley impersonation. This the first half analysis. The half of basketball was played. That's not the whole game. That's half the game. Damon Lillard, he did a step back, but he stepped forward, and then he moved back. He went back about 25 feet. That's probably that travel, but they're not going to call it. Michael uh, Jr. Porter, he made a <laughs> bunch of shots. Nikola Yoko, uh, Joe Kitch, Joe Kitchy, he made, he, he's tall. And Nikola Jokic, or Joker, Jimmy Joe Jokic, uh, didn't find nobody. That was something. That's a good half of basketball between Portland and Cleveland. Back to you, Ernie. So they played that, and Barkley laughed his ass off on the set, yeah. which I think is a enduring credit to Barkley because it basically is an impression that says he's ill-spoken, and not very articulate about what the fuck is going on on a basketball court. Well, yeah, but it, it's. I think. I think he's. He's. He, he he's got a persona where that's okay. No, I know. He, I give Barkley credit. I think this is why he's so popular because he's very real. He can yeah. laugh at himself, and yeah. he can you know sort of go. That's pretty good. That sounds like me. And yeah, sometimes I mess up names, and sometimes I kind of mm-hmm. make points that you know aren't really points. Yeah, he's having. He's having his. His deal is he's a great entertainer. I think that's I, I, I don't think you would say Charles Barkley is the smartest basketball analyst out there. No, would you? No, no but I I think he's good enough. Of course, of course, him and Shaq are still living in a bit of an ancient world. I mean they they were talking about how in game one the Bucks had the size advantage against the Nets and just keep pounding it inside. I kept screaming my TV. That's not the NBA anymore, fellas. The yeah, NBA yeah. is a three-point league, and the Bucks can't hit the ocean from out there. They're in trouble this game. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, also noted, noting from yesterday's Mavericks game, they had Boban, who's seven foot four, yeah. and slow out there for most of the game, and Porzingis, who's seven three, but only shoots threes. It's right. it's a it's a bizarre world. It really yeah. is in the NBA. Yeah. How much of the NBA NBA playoffs are you watching now? Are you watching any hockey right now? Nothing. I've no watched hockey. nothing since the Caps went out. Fair Zero, enough. Zip, nada. <laughs> Fair enough. What about the NBA? Yeah, I watch uh, you know here and there. Now I don't like these late night games. I can't. I can't deal with them. <laughs> What's but, late uh, night for you? Well, anything, you know anything that starts like nine o'clock, I'm not watching that. Okay, but uh, anything that finishes past ten o'clock is a little bit late. You want to wrap it up by ten? Yeah, wrapped up okay. by ten. But but yesterday I was watching the Nats. And then they had the ridiculously bad fourth inning where they gave up seven runs on three hits with a bunch of walks. So I conveniently uh, flipped over to the end of the uh, Sixers game where they uh, 
they, they, they almost blew. I mean, the Hawks almost blew it. I don't mm-hmm. know if you saw the end of that. They yeah. were up comfortably and, uh, and almost uh, frittered that one away. And then they went right into the Mavericks game. So I watched most of that. And that was, uh, that was entertaining. It was uh, Clippers pulling away in the third quarter. But for uh, first half, really good game. Do you get the feeling, though, that with the Caps and the Nats, the windows are basically closed? And we're going to have to go into a new cycle of being not very good for perhaps some time. Well, except for the Caps, if, if they're going to re-sign Ovechkin, they've already got Backstrom back. Yeah, but they're, uh, they're super aging. You're not going anywhere with those guys. They're going to do a two- to three-year tour of thanks for the memories, and they're not going to be very good. And Scherzer probably. is done after this year for the Nationals. They're not going to re-sign him, right? Well, they have to trade him. They have to trade him before the deadline. That would be smart, the way that they're yep. playing right now. Soto has been a lost cause this season. He was supposed to be the transcendent replacement star to uh, uh, Bryce Harper, and that's hit a snag right now. Yeah, but but I don't think you rule him out. I mean, he's he's not he's not hitting like two twenty. No, like I know. You know, I, I think it's too too early to, to throw in the towel on him. And maybe the Wizards will be good. Who knows? Speaking yeah. of the other team in town, the Wolfskins, mm-hmm. I, I saw where somebody, some pundit, might have been uh, Baldinger, said, mm-hmm. it's amazing how Ron cleaned up that mess in Washington. It's their division to lose. Mm, we'll see. That's I mean, what I said. Yeah, I go, is... wow, seven and nine with yeah. the seventh win handed to us by a tanking Doug Peterson. And you're saying now the mess is cleaned up? Yeah, and it's, Pump it's your breaks. Quarterbacks lead, and they've got Ryan Fitzpatrick, which is, you know, a nice, reliable right. car. It's it's like a a twelve year old pickup truck that still runs. It's a no. And, it's a well maintained Civic. Yeah, yeah. It'll get you to work. You don't have to worry about it breaking down. One hundred and twenty thousand miles had regular oil changes. Yeah. One owner, all the yeah. records. It's gonna yeah. be fine, but it ain't gonna wow anybody. No. And if Dak Prescott is all that. Uh, you know they're they're a better offensive team. Now, now Washington's good defensively. They're, they should be even better this year. We'll see. But, should be. That's yeah. that's the thing. Should be. Everyone just assumes. Well, they got better here, here, and here because yeah. we needed this player, that player, this player, and they all hit it. Do you think the other teams in the division have been standing still? Of course not. No, no. But but Philadelphia's Philly looks fucked up. Yeah. yeah. But, and, but 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 here's the thing. You could go. You could sweep the division. And still lose the division because right. the division is only six games. It's even less important now because it's a seventeen game schedule. Right. But what if what if Daniel Jones is a dry hole? Ah, uh, then that'd be great. Yeah. So that's two teams in the division that you can cross off, and that leaves you with Dallas. As... Why, 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 why aren't they looking at us crossing us off? Well, because defensively, Who are they we? Might be... defensively they might be good enough to be you know in most games and you know and and terry mclaurin is is do the giants play without a defense no but okay and and they managed to beat washington somehow uh (laughs) funny how that is that's my point that rivera going for it i know one i know which is dumb but okay (laughs) anyway i just think it's funny it's like I, i i like what i see so far but I wouldn't say, quote, clean up the mess, and I would pump the damn brakes, people. Meanwhile, uh, Michael Phillips reports that training camp will return to Richmond for the Wolfskins this year for one week, and the city will not pay for any 
any appearances, any sort of expenses by the football team. So in other words, they'll say, you can come down here, but we are not throwing any more good money after bad on this Well, they're renting, renting the facility. You're paying 100000 oh, for that. So and, the city uh, gets some cash. Yeah, not a lot, but the, the payment was half a million dollars. Now, Bruce Allen was a slimy guy, but he made a hell of a deal with Richmond. The, the new... The new uh, mayor came in and goes, "Whoa, you mean what? we're paying one of the one of the highest highest grossing franchises in sports that amount of money for them to come here?" Right. Uh, so yeah, let's and, see. And, Richmond used to pay the Redskins half a million a year. Yeah. And they did it for how many years? It was an eight year deal, and the eight so year four was million dollars year. from the city to the team. Yeah, and last year they didn't do it because of the pandemic, so it rolled over to this year. And I guess rather than do a public battle with a fan base, which you still consider important, they said, no, 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 forget it. We'll, we, we'll just show up and we'll pay you $100,000 to rent you. They're only going to be there for like four days. It's not, it's not much of a camp. But here's the thing. So you say that Bruce Allen negotiated a hell of a deal for Snyder. I mm-hmm. suppose so. $4 million is nickels in the seat cushions. For an NFL owner. This is Danny emboldening his henchmen to go and knock open kids' piggy banks to take their (laughs) money. It's disgusting. It's not worth it. He's the only owner that does this kind of shit, and that's why people hate him. Burn it all down, Andy! Burn it down! It goes back to paying for training camp. Uh, It goes, you know... Do do you still, by the way, have the... uh, didn't you get the layout of that from Carl Swanson at some point? I did. I, I, I yeah. Danny World. They had the the, the map of it. Like, yeah. We're gonna have the t- fans are gonna be here, and yeah. the cotton candy stand is gonna be there, and then the players will be over here. It'd be marketing, baby. Get them yeah. excited for the football season. Well, Jesus well, it was the, the dumbest part of the whole thing. The, the most poorly thought out part of this, and this was told to me by Mark Carrier, was that because they were charging for training camp scouts from other teams were allowed to come in and watch the practice because they knew other scouts were there. There were certain things that they couldn't practice. (laughs) I mean, talk about a poorly thought out plan. It was just a complete disaster. By the way, Galdi makes note in his Twitter feed about how Ron is getting Dan to spend on things he had not spent before, such as expanding the front office with three former GMs, high Mm -hmm. level personnel guys, uh, new grass at FedEx Field coming for the first time since 97 and starting camp in Richmond at their own expense. I said part of what drives me nuts about Dan is that he spends so lavishly on shit like his own toys, yachts and whatnot. And when it comes to the team's facilities, they're still shitty and behind the times. They had they didn't even have a bubble until Shanahan got here. Right. Oh, no. Uh, well, part of that was Gibbs. Because Gibbs, you know, said, yeah. uh, as long as I'm the coach, we want to bubble, you know. But what killed me is, and I went to Redskin Park to work every day for four or five years with Cooley and Galdi, mm-hmm. is that I would come in the parking lot and I would see things that I'd said to myself, if I owned this fucking team, it wouldn't <sighs> be this way. Little things, like sort of... Uh, landscape lights that have been knocked over and kicked out of their moorings and then put back out of line and leaning over in a way that was haphazard or half-assed. The goalposts were not straight, and they were this faded yellow. And it's like, fucking fix that. If I'm the owner of the team, I look out my window going, why does this not place not shine? Yeah, there's that. But there was also Danny constantly negotiating with different sites to maybe have training camp or training facilities there. 
He wanted to make a deal with the district where they'd work out there, which would have gone over really well for all the players who lived in Virginia and have to schlep to D.C. every day. Then he was going to make a deal with Maryland to put the training camp there. Yeah, see, that's so, that's the problem. Too much obsession with making deals. Yeah, you know, yeah. how about instead of buying a $400 million yacht, $40 million would buy a gleaming new indoor structure, not a fucking bubble, a bounce house. And he could straighten the goalposts out at Redskin Park. That's the most galling thing. I don't really mind that he is who he is, per se, but he has not had focus on making this a first-class organization since he's been here. He just wants to win. My fucking ass he does. He wants to be Dan Snyder, and he's he yeah. likes being Dan Snyder, but the Dan Snyder who runs the team is not detail-oriented in the least. Well, if he didn't hate you so much, you'd be a great manager of details for him. <laughs> how do you know he hates me because he told me <laughs> he did not he did he doesn't know me how can he hate a guy he's never met well when, when he did his interview with me and larry weissman when you were conveniently on vacation he, <laughs> he, he, he said zaven has been killing us and i said oh really what did he say he didn't have an answer to that <laughs> of course he didn't have an answer to that all right, finally, Andy, this one for you. You know NFTs are a thing, non-fungible yes. tokens. In other words, digital yeah. sort mm-hmm. of certificates of you own this digital uh, I, thing. I, I still don't know exactly how that works, but yes, I'm familiar with the term. I have finally found a digital NFT I might want to bid on. That is? Anthony Weiner's dick shot <laughs> that got him kicked out of Congress. There's one for you right there. Like, that would be a funny one to own. Like, I own the original NFT of Anthony Weiner's Pervo dick shot that he couldn't mm. stop sending to women on the internet. Okay, but is that something you bring out at cocktail parties when your daughter brings home a date? Do you at show that video to him? Cocktail parties? <laughs> hey, you want. <laughs> hey, you want to <laughs> see this? <laughs> oh, shit. All right, Andy, how are the cicadas? For you. Loud. Loud. Can't hear you. <laughs> Are they peppering your car as you drive around town? Yeah, like it's like a bird flying in sometimes. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's a mess. And and I saw them, uh, I was in the, going into the Giant yesterday. The guy was sweeping them off the front step. Oh, and Jesus. somebody says, take them into the bakery and put chocolate on them. We can sell them. <laughs> no, you can't sell them. Stop eating the cicadas, people. They're disgusting. All right, Andy. Always good to talk to you, my friend. We'll chat next week. All right, Sam. Take care. All right. We'll end on this. Jeff Bezos will be flying in outer space on the first crewed flight of the new Shepard, the rocket ship made by his space company, Blue Origin. The flight is scheduled for July 20th, just 15 days after he is set to resign as the CEO of Amazon. Of all of our billionaire oligarchs now running this country and running the world, I'd say Bezos is the least offensive to me. Because at least he runs Amazon, which is a pretty fucking hell of a good service, isn't it? When you got to order something, have it delivered to you. But part of me wishes that, well, 
something would happen. And be like, ah, we can't get him back. He's stuck out there. Wave hello, everybody. Jeff, good luck. Save, save that food. We're planning a mission to come save you. We're working out the details. Just sit tight up there. Maybe we can put Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg on a rocket ship and just see if it comes back to Earth, or maybe not. Maybe we program it to go, oh, whatever happened to those guys? I don't know. Sent them to outer space, never came back. All right, that is a wrap for today. Sorry about my little cloudiness of, 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 of crankiness, you know? But damn it, every now and then something's eating at me and it's eating at me, and I say to myself, you've gone soft, Zabe. You've gone soft. You are not the voice of the regular fan who sees all of this and says, this is nonsense. So I got to point it out. So now that I've cleaned that up, guess what? I'll be good to go and back to love and sports in no time whatsoever. Titled, pampered, overpaid, fucking self-absorbed athletes that they are, but I put up with it because, damn it, they do amazing things and the games are incredible. Thanks for listening. Tell a couple friends, spread the word, rate and review so our algorithmic overlords bless our bountiful crops. Have a great Tuesday, and we will see you next time. With baseball in full swing and the NBA playoffs off to a hot start, you can make each and every series matter by having a little bit of something-something in the game with mybookie.ag. Regardless of whether you're betting favorites or underdogs, player prop bets, or just looking to make some cash, MyBookie gives you tons of options to make all your favorite matches a hell of a lot more exciting. And if you're looking to bet for the first time but don't know what to bet on, we're here to help point you in the right direction. For example, say you see an NBA series in which the team that had been favored is suddenly down 0-1. But you know they're the better team. You know they're going to come back. But suddenly, the series price is a whole lot more attractive now that they're down 0-1. Well, go to mybookie.ag, fire in on that one, and make some sweet coin if it comes home. And if it doesn't, guess what? There's more NBA playoffs to come and football after that. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up now, and use promo code ZABE to get your first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Let them know we sent you. Use our promo code ZABE to get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie.